Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Monday, and a good one, live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. It's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, either watching movies, streaming shows, or a lot of sports. It is great to be here one hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. There is a lot of it. Uh, J-Mac, I want to start the show with something. Um... The Lakers moved on. They did. And dominated, dominated the Warriors. And a lot of people, some guy came up to me yesterday. His name was actually Colin. I was with my daughter having a coffee. And he said, do you believe in him now? <laughs> do you believe in him now? And so I had a little bit of an epiphany. So much I called Ryan driving around yesterday. You called him? Do you want to hear my epiphany? I do. All right, let's, let's start with this. I did pick the Lakers to win the play-in game, and I did pick them to beat Memphis. But I thought they would lose to Golden State, and I've said they're not a championship team. And they really handled Golden State. Now, I, I didn't think the Warriors were a championship team either, said that multiple times, but it was the way in which they dominated mostly the Warriors. And so I don't hate them, I just don't get them. And so yet many people that I respect, a lot of people, I mean, my guy Nick Wright's been saying they're going to win the NBA championship. And a lot of smart people believe that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, They also had the best record in the NBA uh, since the trade deadline <laughs> in the whole league. Not the Celtics, not the Nuggets, not the Bucs. The Lakers do. And so I asked myself yesterday, I went in a long drive after that guy came up to me. I said, yeah, you, you understand him now? And I'm like, no, I don't. So I had about a 20-minute drive, and I got into my car, and it hit me. I mean, nobody hit me. It, it, it hit me. Um, I'm comparing this LeBron to LeBron in his prime. Of course he looks average. He's the greatest basketball player probably ever. Of course he looks old and at times mediocre, and of course he disappears at times. 
So this player that I've loved, discussed, built my show around during the basketball season for 15 years, it came to me. Stop comparing this LeBron to old LeBron and just compare him to the rest of mortals. And so I went this morning and we got the play-in game, which the league doesn't count statistically, but I, I consider it like a, play a playoff game. So I counted the play-in game, every game against Memphis, and every game against the Warriors. And then what is LeBron? Let's get out of me thinking of LeBron now against old LeBron. Pretend it never existed and there was just this guy named LeBron James. What is he? And what he is is 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 50% shooting, 38 minutes per game. Oh, wait. That's a better version of Jalen Brown of the Celtics. Yeah. Now I get it. That's double the rebounds of Jalen Brown. That's 60% more assists than Jalen Brown. So it's a bigger, stronger, more experienced, more winning when it matters version of Jalen Brown. And then it hit me. Now I get it. What the Lakers are, they have arguably the best player in the whole thing, AD. Certainly the best defensive player left. They have a player that's better than Jalen Brown. I mean, do you realize only three players left are averaging 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists? Jokic, Tatum, and LeBron. So if you consider LeBron basically somewhere around Jalen Brown and Tatum, then you have AD, who's arguably the best player left and certainly the best defensive player, and then throw in like a, a Jason Tatum level player, and then Austin Reeves and D'Lo are certainly capable offensive players. They can be a little spotty because they're not superstars, but they're more than capable. And a coach that's been very good in in-game and in-series adjustments, Darvin Ham, and some role guys who are hot and cold, Okay, now I look at him and think, oh, it's different now. It's not AD who's good every other game, an old LeBron, an undrafted Austin Reeves. If you really forget and stop my, myself comparing this LeBron to the greatest basketball ever player ever LeBron and just say, what is he now? Just compartmentalize it. What is he now? 24-10, 5.5, shooting, great experience, insanely high basketball intellect, situationally a marvel. Okay, now it's a championship team. And I will pick them to beat Denver in six. And I think they match up okay with Boston. I didn't before that drive. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, part of being a host, this part I love, is not just watching games and having an opinion. Anybody that's listened to me knows I like theories. Holistic. What's the bigger picture? And I just haven't understood this Laker team all since the trading deadline. I thought they were bad early. They were. And then they make these, these moves, and I'm like, yeah, okay, they barely beat Utah again in Chicago. And, yeah, they'll beat Memphis because Memphis is immature, but they're going to beat the Warriors. And they kind of hammered them. So I'm no longer, at least for the rest of this year, Going to compare LeBron to young LeBron. I'm just going to be able and capable of just saying, what is he tonight? What will he be in game one against Denver? 24, 10, 5.5, 37, 38 minutes, 50% shooting, with maybe the highest basketball intellect we've seen in our lives.
It hit me. It took me a while. I'm slow. But it hit me. They'll beat Denver. Okay, let's talk Jason Tatum. So every Celtic fan in this country, be honest with yourself. No, no, no. I mean, really honest. You woke up yesterday morning. Now, on this show Friday, J-Mac and I said, I said, Celtics win easily. And J-Mac said, easily? I'm like, yeah, they're going to win easily. But you woke up as a Celtic fan, and your takeaway was, okay, they'll win if Tatum's great. And the reason you ask yourself that is because Tatum's not always great, although he's a great player, but he can be a little bit tight in big spots. You know, like earlier in the series against the Sixers. Not last year, the year before, earlier in this series. But you knew if he brought it, he would be great, because he often is. But everybody that watches the Celtics, the real fans that watch the games know, this team dominates blowouts. They led the NBA in point differential. They're Mike Tyson. They knock a lot of people out. In fact, they knock more people out than anybody in the league. But they were sub-500 regular season when games got close, or, or maybe it was just 500, 13-13. I think we looked it up. So, yes, Jason Tatum delivered yesterday. But you were nervous in the morning, and you didn't know. And we still don't know. You're really going to brag about Jason Tatum's 51-point game 10 years from now at a Boston bar over a Sam Adams if they lose to Miami or get vanquished by LeBron in the finals? Yeah, there's nothing cooler than a guy bragging about Jason Tatum's second-round win over sagging Philly. The great ones don't talk about the second round. MJ didn't, Kobe didn't, LeBron doesn't. The great ones are judged by the finals. And last year he lost the finals. But... He was magnificent. He's capable of doing it more than he does. I'm happy for him, but don't lie about it. You know and I know you woke up yesterday as a Celtic fan thinking, okay, if Tatum's great, we'll be great. Larry Bird did it forever. Russell did it forever. Kuzi did it forever. You'd seen it. Kevin Garnett came and did it. With Tatum, had the talent, will he be the guy? And he was, and he deserves credit. And the NBA is a league in which there are steps to greatness. And he just checked another box off the list. A 51-point game seven. Remember Giannis, for years and years and years and years and years, you're like, yeah, but he doesn't like to hit free throws. He can be reluctant. Then he had that great series in the final one. We checked it off. And then this year, he reverted back to what he, what he was earlier, which is kind of regressing, afraid to get the ball, doesn't want to get fouled at the free throw line. So this is a box checked. A box checked. But years from now, nobody's going to care about a second-round win against Philly, and this is going to seem incredibly hollow if they get beat by the Heat. Don't think they will. Pretty sure they won't, but if they do. And it's not going to feel that great either if the Lakers, your primary rival, beat you again. And some of this is Philly just quit, which we kept telling you all year. Love to watch them, didn't trust them. But it was a remarkable moment. He checked a box. He deserves all the credit. He's a remarkable player. And Tatum talked after. Going into game six, uh, I was too, it sounds crazy. I was like too locked in. I was too um, tight. I was, you know, just too in my own head thinking about what do I need to do. And today I was more myself. You know, yesterday pregame I was relaxed, laughing, joking. Uh, and, you know, that's when I play my best when, you know, I'm having fun. Just try not to think about, right, the pressure, what everybody's going to say, you know, just focus on the game um, and having fun.
What Jason Tatum told you right there is what he was was in his head, which he gets into a lot. He didn't yesterday, as he just said, and he gave you an all-time performance. Play, don't think about it. I said this last week. He's a great kid. Sometimes the best players aren't great people on the floor. They punch, they push, they're selfish. As an athlete, sometimes that's okay, especially in Game 7s. Yesterday, Tatum knew he was the best player on the floor, waved people off, this is me, celebrated his greatness. That's okay. (laughs) You wouldn't want that as a human being. But like an athlete, Game 7, that's what we want. Stay out of your head. Stay in the moment and crush. Doc Rivers after if he'd ever seen a performance quite like Jason Tatum's. Doc, Jason Tatum set the record for uh, the most points in a um, in a game seven. As far as games that you were involved in, as either a player or a coach, how many other playoff games do you think were of this caliber? I've seen one, and it was in this building, unfortunately, and it was LeBron. Um, that's the only time I've, I've seen a performance uh, like that live. I'm glad that I haven't seen many. Um, but, yeah, I've seen one, and uh, Tatum – was he was not only unbelievable uh he played just hard defensively Uh, for the record what was the knock early on lebron james maybe lebron and jason tatum have some similarities what was the knock on lebron he didn't want to take the big shot he passed too much now i didn't buy into it because i thought he was such a great passer and he was putting up massive numbers but lebron sometimes the knock was he's kind of a little passive late didn't really buy into it. He just wasn't as aggressive as a Kobe or an MJ late. But I didn't buy he was passive. Sometimes I feel Tatum is a little leans toward passive. Wasn't yesterday. But it's a pretty good comp with LeBron and Tatum. It was an all-time performance. Uh, okay, the John Morant story is around the corner. Um, the Warriors, Steve Kerr um, acknowledges... We weren't championship material. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, top of next hour. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this festival and concert season will be all about the boots 
and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The very talented Ja Morant in trouble again this weekend, suspended by the Grizzlies after a video shows him messing around with a gun for the second time. This is something I've talked about before, where the football culture in America is better than the basketball culture, and I love both sports. But when you come into the NFL, you're often 23 years old. When you come into the NBA, you're 19. In college, things happen that, You have to grow up and be accountable and have a schedule and you have a life beyond your sport. A 17, 18, 19-year-old male, because boys mature much slower than girls, is a different element altogether than a 23, 24-year-old male. Okay? John Morant comes into the NBA at 19. There's money. There's fame. There's pressure. There's this. There's that. Where's the support system? I'm in no way saying he's not responsible for his actions, but The NBA, and this is on Adam Silver, has long considered college basketball the enemy, and that is absolute nonsense. Go to college, be hard coached, have a schedule, have responsibilities, be part of a program, not just yourself. Stop using basketball players as ATMs for your personal needs, nourishment, and accounts. The bottom line is John Morant failed, but so did the Grizzlies and Nike and his father and the NBA. That's why I like the football culture. You can be cut. Tom Brady could have been cut in his prime. You're part of a collective. Tom Brady was coached hard in high school, then coached hard in football, and didn't get everything he wanted. Stop pandering to the players. It's called tough love. This is not an anti-player message. Go ahead, give your kid breakfast, ice cream, a bowl of ice cream every day for breakfast. Congrats, he's happy, and he'll have diabetes at 25. Stop pandering to the players. Tough love, coach them hard. Make them accountable. Make them be part of a collective. It benefits them so you don't have stories like this. John Morant, a wonderful talent. I've never really thought he's a franchise guy. I think he's a bit of a firework show, and somebody now has to clean up the mess for the second time. And I'm not saying he's not responsible, too, for this. But I wasn't ready at 19 or 20 years old for fame and fortune and pressure. Who can handle that stuff? Adam Silver has acknowledged publicly, my players are miserable. You don't hear football players saying that because football players are coached hard and not pandered to, and know they have to be part of something beyond themselves. And that's why college basketball is so valuable for these young men. We're seeing now college basketball women is exploding in popularity because it's cool. You're part of something beyond yourself and your shoe deal. 
This is not an anti-NBA player message. I love the sport. One of the complaints I get about my show is I talk too much NBA. <laughs> I love it. I've loved it since I was a kid watching the Blazers and Sonics. But the culture is at times, not, not universally, not, not primarily, but at times it can be broken. Let a kid stay in college and be part of something. Hold him accountable. This is not just John Morant. It's the league. It's the Grizzlies. It's dad. It's Nike. We too often use our young basketball prodigies as ATMs. Stop it. He'll get better. He'll be fine eventually. I hope. I'm pretty sure of it. But it's easy to bury the kid today. Were you ready at 19 for fame and fortune? I wasn't. I wasn't. I came from a divorced family. I didn't have the ecosystem. I didn't have the structure for it. Go ahead, bury the kid. He's a fantastic young player. And my guess is he's a fantastic kid. He's just immature. And the basketball culture does too little to fix that. Another cautionary tale that could have been addressed years ago. Memphis knew what was going on. So did his dad, who I don't know. But even he, I imagine today, has some regrets. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I've been on that thing for about five years. I'm going to pace myself on John Brent today (laughs) because uh, that's a mess. Uh, Let's get to another mess. The 76ers, they were up 3-2 in the series, end up choking it away, as predicted, like you said on this show. Um, Joel Embiid. It was worse than I thought, though. I I thought it was. I was almost going to post. So I literally put it out. I was going to tweet right before because I sat down to bowl of popcorn. I was going to sit there with a with a Red Bull and watch the basketball game. And I was going to say, Celtics by 10, Tatum has 28. <laughs> Little did I know he almost doubled it. Yeah, I mean, Tatum was incredible. Uh, Embiid, though, I, he's the MVP of the league, Colin. But let's, let's just reveal. You can't build a title contender around Joel Embiid. Listen, he's not a number one. Go, Five for 18 in game seven? So I have a question. Like, come so on. I got Al a- Horford, who's like 40. But him and Robert Williams took out Embiid, <laughs> the MVP, in Game 7. Here's my thing. When I watch the Sixers play, because Harden ten- and Harden's leaving, but Harden tends to be a pound the ball, everybody sits and watches him. So does Embiid. He gets the ball, he toys around. So the ball dies when he and Harden are on the court, even though they're the biggest stars, the ball movement gets suffocated. And it's like, when you give the ball to Jokic or Anthony Davis, they make a move and yeah. go for Stuff's it. Stuff's happening. They're, they're not yeah. ponderous. And so Embiid's game, although dominant, I don't think is built for a cohesive, fast... I mean, watch the Warriors play. Now, the Warriors, you can bang on them, but they got four titles. It's fast. Everybody's moving, screening. Embiid would crush that offense. You'd put him in the middle, and it would bounce, bounce, bounce. So I I know he's great, but I, I think Jokic and we're seeing it in the playoffs, is a more valuable player and a more consistent player. Boy, Embiid in the 80s and 90s would have been right there with, like, Olajuwon That's Ewing. That's right. That's a great and point. And let's just be real. He, he's not the passer that Jokic is, and Jokic is way more valuable. At any rate, Embiid d- did take the blame for the loss, which is good, unlike Devin Booker, who's cowardly afraid to meet now, the media. That, that, uh, that, oh, no, no, seriously, that's the truth. Devin Booker's ducking the media in Phoenix. Hasn't talked to him since the Game 6 flameout. Embiid at least took the blame for the loss. Here's what he had to say. I got to be better and I will be better. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, you know, all of us, uh, we got to, you know, come back and uh, find ways uh, to just keep improving and, you know, help the team. Uh, you can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. I can't 
Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5-on-5. Five five. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Now, I will say this. One of the things Giannis did, which is very redeemable, is he kept evolving his game. He got to become a better outside shooter, better ball handler over his career. With Embiid, there's an old school big to him where it's like, this is my game and this is kind of what I do. And a lot of players, Carmelo Anthony never evolved, right? Like, this is my game, this is what I do. Um, Whereas LeBron, very early in his career, if you go back to about year six or seven, he really moved to the perimeter instead of just being a freight train. So a lot of this is, is this just, to your point, is this just Embiid's game? This is what he is. I mean, Anthony Davis is defending on the perimeter. Uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Did you uh, see Joel Embiid trying to defend Tatum on the perimeter? Did you see how that worked out? I think Tatum scored like 32 points yeah. when he was guarded by it. Some ridiculous number. Just cooking him off the dribble. Colin, again, I've been pushing at this network for two years now that the Sixers should bring in Damian Lillard. I got to ask you this. If you're Damian Lillard, do you want to go play with Embiid? Or are there, uh, let me let me explore my other options. Because I, I think... I just don't know that you can build a title contender around Embiid. I... I think they haven't got past the semifinals. No, no, no. And 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 the East has been, let's face it, last twenty years the West has been better than the East. So if you can't invest, if you can't advance in the East, yeah, it's like okay. Um, I don't have a problem that he won the MVP. Like I, I get it. It, it, it. The NBA, the MVP is a story as much as it is an yeah. award. That's why they gave it to you know the people they've given it to. Harden has never been the most valuable anything. But he's just, he scores a lot and he's fun and the optics are fun and he had a different move. But I do, when I watch him play, there are times, there was a, there are times in both games six and seven, I was watching on television and I thought, take him off the floor, get the ball movement Mm. going. You become too static. You're not moving the ball and making the Celtics defend. The Celtics basically just hover in on Embiid. And it's like, that's the easy way to play defense. All right, two more quick ones. So, I'm telling you that you can buy stock in the Sixers right now, yeah. ahead of the offseason, ahead of, you know, Doc Rivers might be fired before the show's over. Who knows? You could buy stock in the Sixers, the Cavaliers, or the Knicks going forward. Whose stock are you buying today? Well, as of this moment, well, nine. It's a great whatever. question. With the Sixers, I feel like I'm kind of stuck with Embiid. With the Cavs, though I love their young talent. Is Donovan Mitchell a playoff guy? Okay, all right, all right. With the Knicks, yeah. I get I get an absolute quarterback, excellent size and length. Randall's either a three or you move him, but they've got some young pieces here. There's a lot of people that would go yeah. get R.J. Barrett or Julius Randall. Don't be yeah. shocked if the Warriors don't ask about Julius Randall, yeah. somebody with size who can score. Mm. I know. But Carl say, Anthony Towns in no, the Knicks is a big. He might be the perfect floor spacer, but I'm telling you right now, not, Sixers would be third in that list, right? Knicks, Cavs, Sixers. Well, I we I, think Harden is gone, don't we? I know, but I I love Maxi and Tobias Harris is fine. PJ Tucker, there's I mean, I, you love Maxi. I think he's really did he good. have a defining moment in this series? Well, Name a, one, seven he's, games. He's a kid. Okay, you said he was a number two. Well, I need you to step up. Well, Boston's pretty good. Okay, next one. This is this is spicy. <laughs> I probably shouldn't toss this out this early on a Monday morning. Charlotte wins the lottery yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow's a lottery. The Wembenyama sweep. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you are Philly, do you say, hey, Charlotte, Joel Embiid and whatever you want, give me the number one pick? Yeah. Who would you rather have? Well, Joel Embiid and whatever the Sixers well, are Joel offering. Embiid I'll take on bad contracts. Who do you want? Embiid or Wembenyama tomorrow? Wembenyama. He's also very inexpensive. That's all I any- needed to hear. 
doesn't have the injury history. Yeah, I've, I've told you before in the NFL, if if Caleb Williams came into the league next year and Arizona had the pick, I would move off Kyler Murray. Somebody moved off Josh Rosen for Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray, it's not just the game and the size and the injuries. It's a lack of maturity that bothers me. I know Caleb Williams. That's not going to be an issue. No. So, I mean, these are decisions. And Kyler Murray, by the way, on the market, a lot of yeah. people would but want let's Kyler say, Murray. Kyler, not quite an MVP yet. No, uh, no, no, And no, no. won the MVP. There's probably, what, five quarterbacks that you would keep, maybe six or seven that you would keep over Caleb Williams. Well, There's maybe like five or six players I would keep over Wembenyama in the NBA, and Embiid's not one of them. And I don't think that's that, that harsh. I don't think that's a hot take at yeah. all. all right, how, many pe- how many people would you keep over Wembenyama? I mean, I, honestly, if you did a list... It's not it's not many. You, well, because Tatum's now in his prime. Oh, Tatum, for sure. Yeah, you'd, you'd keep Tatum. I, I would keep Steph, I'm sorry, for the yes, next four years. It get the list gets, Jokic, I think you got to keep you got to keep Jokic. Um, you know, I'm not as big on Luka as you, but a lot. I'm, of people, I'm not trading Luka. Yeah, I know I'm, most people aren't. I okay. get it. I'll come around on that eventually. Okay. Like my Lakers. Devin Booker. I take Weminyama. Yeah, same. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Uh, Webinyama. Yeah, point. Zion. Just kidding. Just no, that's kidding. not close. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right, next next story, Colin. Uh, so the Suns did not waste long to fire Monty Williams mm. after that. Imba- I mean, they got deep pants. Oh. I think it was are Thursday. We, I are forgot. Are we sure now. he's the problem? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Williams led the Suns three playoff appearances. Everybody likes him as a coach. Coach of the year last year. They lost to the finals. I like Monty. His I do story. Too. Uh, he's just a great person. Um, that being said. Hmm. This owner, and we, you know we don't like to talk about billionaires on the show, but I was reading yesterday or two days ago about I- Ishbia, yeah. the owner of the Suns. This is a guy who got in Jokic's face and flopped. Yeah. Okay. Took over his dad's business, you know, became a billionaire. First movie makes two minutes in. Give me Kevin Durant. Over The GM had no say in that. That was all the owner. So now, you think the GM fired the coach, or you think that was uh, Ishbia, the billionaire? That was the billionaire. The billionaire born on third base. Who's he going after? He's going big game hunting. Oh, he's going to go get Ty Lue. Okay. But do you know who his GM could be? Because there was a certain player sitting next to him when Jokic and him got into it. Former player, Hall of Famer, Detroit Pistons point guard, Isaiah Thomas. I was reading that Isaiah Thomas was at every single Suns game road and home this postseason. Well, that's his choice then. Isaiah Thomas hanging out with the owner home and away. Major shakeup coming to the Suns. There's a lot of speculation it's going to be Isaiah Thomas. As the new GM. The NBA fires more good coaches than anybody. I mean, that's just the reality of the league, okay? Um, <laughs> so I think Monty Williams is not the problem. No. I think they traded one extra person to get KD. I understood it, but they were thin. Then Chris Paul got hurt. Then Aiton. Uh, again, I, I I, don't think they're miles off. I think they have really? to get... No, I think they need Kevin Durant to get on the phone with Booker and go get a bench. And, and I, I, How can you get a bench? There's one guy you can trade, and I don't know what his value is. I posted this on my Instagram. Did you see Booker and Aiton getting into it on the bench? Oh, no, no. In Aiton, Phoenix. Aiton struggles. Like, Booker's trying to coach him, and Aiton's basically like, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. Chris Paul had to intervene. Chris Paul, who yells at everybody, had to tell Booker, like, hey, settle down. Yeah. And that was a game they won. I know. I know. It's a problem. This Aiton situation is yeah. very ugly. He's- I don't. He's you get, want eight and you want a seven-footer? No, he's going to get moved. Yeah. All right, final story. Uh, last undefeated in the USF, last undefeated team in the USFL went down. New Orleans Breakers suffered their first loss of the season. Memphis Showboats with a big-time upset. Breakers were up late in the fourth, but Showboat, Showboats QB Cole Kelly found tight end John Mitchell for a TD and the two-pointer with 2.16 left for the 17-10 win. Fun little Sunday on the gridiron. I watched movies Friday. 
A lot of basketball. Did you see anything good? Uh, Vice. I watched it for the second time. Christian Bale's the greatest American actor. Vice. It is. I see. I like government. I've never even heard of it. Oh. Well, he, he's the greatest actor. So he's from he's from Great Britain. He has a fascinating story. I was on Wikipedia all day yesterday with Christian Bale. He's the greatest actor, I think, alive today. This is the same Bale who was Batman, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. His portrayal of Dick Cheney, it looks like a documentary. You're like, is this a movie or a documentary? That's Dick Cheney. It's one of the great performances I've ever seen in my life. It is so good. And again, that mo- I've watched that movie twice. That, that, that has become... A top 20 movie for me all time. All time? I love that movie. Wait, has I, it passed the Mission Impossible series? It's close. <laughs> this guy. Mission Impossible or Vice? Love Mission Impossible. Love Tom Cruise. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Yeah, Christian Bale news. moved. I mean, this kid was never in the same house, same school, moved all over. No formal training. No formal training. And I think he's our greatest living actor. He is unbelievable. Wasn't he in the big short, the Michael Lewis book? I think he's in that one too. Yes, yeah, 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 he yeah. is good. Oh, God, he's, he's so good. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. 
Sunday on FS1 with a million bucks on the line. NASCAR's best take on the historic track at North Wilkesboro for the All-Star Race. It all begins at 5 Eastern with the All-Star Open with engines firing at 8. Don't miss the heart-pumping action Sunday on FS1. Well, I know, I know, you think I'm a Golden State Warrior homer. That's sad, really. But um, I did not think they were a championship team. I did think they'd beat the Lakers. Um, but I said all year, they're too Steph-reliant, too Steph-reliant, and he's 35. He's not 28. Uh, they don't have any front court scoring. Kayvon Looney's their only true big, and he is a non-scoring threat. So they need to acquire somebody, um, a big that it, that at least is a scoring threat. Now, Carl Anthony Towns will be on the market. He's a little squirrely, can be immature, can disappear. Now, you may just roll your eyes at Carl Anthony Towns, but let me give you three other players for the Timberwolves. Kevin Garnett, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler all left and felt like they got better. Maybe it's the T-Wolves. Um, Steph Clay and Draymond are all coming back. Steph still elite. Draymond, what he does, still elite. Now, I know you don't like Clay Thompson, and I would acknowledge he better give them a team-friendly deal. But he did lead the NBA in made three-pointers, and he shot like 41%. He just had a lousy series against the Lakers. They would like to keep Andrew Wiggins, good defender, and they want to get a full season out of him. And I think they'd like to keep Jordan Poole. He's flaky, but when Steph gets hurt or takes a seat, who's going to score? What they'd like to do is, I think, move Kayvon Looney and some role players and get a big. Uh, they're going to have to make big decisions, but Steph, Clay, and Draymond aren't going anywhere. I would consider moving Clay Thompson. That doesn't appear to be in the cards. But the key is, because of this offense, they've known this was a hole, this part of their roster, for three years. It's why they drafted James Wiseman. He just wasn't ready. And so what I've been told inside the building, and I think this is understood in the league, whatever they do has to be on Steph Curry's timeline. No silliness, no kids, you're not ready, no 19-year-olds. Uh, Kuminga still struggles to get on the floor. Young Moses Moody still struggles to get on the floor. This is a very sophisticated culture. Uh, squirrely guys and kids do not work. So my guess is they're going to go to try get somebody already in the league that's an adult that is somewhat of a scoring threat inside. Too much of their scoring is all loaded into the backcourt. They could move a Dante DiVincenzo. They could move again a Gary Payton. They could move Jordan Poole. They got a lot of options moving players in the backcourt. But they got to get a big who can score. At least a threat to score. It doesn't have to be 25 a night. It could be 17. It's got to be something. Steve Kerr talked about his season and the Warriors season ending. We didn't feel like a championship team all year, but we had the guts and the, the fortitude to still believe. To be fair, I think um, this team probably, you know, ultimately um, maxed out. Um, I think, uh, you know, we were barely in the playoff picture for most of the year. This is not a championship team. They're not. They're not. By the, by the way, when you go back and look at the greatest teams ever, like Jordan's teams didn't get a ton of scoring from Bill Cartwright or Will Perdue or at times Luke Longley, but they got enough. 
And they also had incredible size. This is a very tiny team. So if you're a small team, it's fine. But when you're a small team with zero scoring threat on the interior, you become very dependent on a 35-year-old Steph Curry. Dude needs more help. So Doc Rivers lost again in a big game. He's now 6-10 all-time in Game 7s, although if you listen to the critics, you'd think he was 0-16. He is on a nine-game losing streak to clinch a conference finals berth. And uh, it ain't great. But I, but I do think, whereas Doc Rivers worked in this league 10 years ago as a head coach, maybe seven or eight years, he's known as a culture coach. Uh, and the game with analytics is becoming much more about in-game adjustments and in-series adjustments. Uh, he's got a Joe Torre quality. He can get the, go- the egos and the adults and the squabbles right. He did that with the Clippers. They were dysfunctional. He made him relevant. Never great, but relevant. When he got to Philadelphia, the Ben Simmons mess, he cleaned it up. People started getting along, but they've never been great. I just think Doc's not a rigid guy. He's a culture guy, and that's what he leans into. Darvin Ham, you saw him making tweaks throughout the series. That's now the NBA. Things change. We've seen it in the NFL. Defensive coaches, even legends, Bill Belichick, are tone deaf, can't draft skilled people. This, this is the slowest NFL team offensively, and they drafted guards and kickers. They don't get it. The cultures change, and Belichick's a legend. Greg Popovich, a legend, struggled to embrace the three ball, still does. Bobby Knight, a legend, wouldn't embrace one and done. Nothing punctures brilliance among legends like rigidity like the inability to evolve. I'm not saying Doc Rivers is Belichick. I'm not saying he's Popovich or Bobby Knight. What I'm saying, he's an old-school coach in a new-school world where Spolstra, we saw it with Darvin Ham, Steve Kerr, Budenholzer, by the way, came from a very a big system like San Antonio. He struggled to tweak in-game. So sometimes guys are old school in every industry. They're just old school. Even in an industry that is very fluid and young and progressive, uh, like tech, you know, Google buys YouTube. YouTube becomes YouTube TV. Then they buy the NFL package, right? Whereas Yahoo led the world, number one internet provider. What's Yahoo today? Even in tech, there are people that evolve, people that don't, people that get stuck in the sand, people that get embedded the way it used to be or the former business. It's hard. It's hard to constantly evolve and get the right timing and the right pieces. But I feel like Doc's not a bad coach. He's an old school coach in a new school game. The NBA, and you're seeing it. It, it is so now three ball reliant, uh, speed and spacing Um, And I I just feel like Doc's in his 60s. He'd be a great TV analyst. He made the Clippers relevant, cleaned them up. He made the Sixers relevant, cleaned them up. But in neither case did you feel like you were getting the adjustments needed in 2023 NBA. Uh, And and Doc Rivers talked about failing badly in Game 7. I'm disappointed. I thought we had the right group. Um, I really did. And, And I knew, you know, it's funny, I look out and I, I, you know, you talk about keeping receipts sometimes, you know what I mean? I don't think a person in this room picked the Sixers, you know, not one. Um, but we did. And, and we chose to believe that we could win anyway. 
Um, and, I, and we almost pulled it off. By the way, Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks. What is he known as? A big culture guy. Nick fans are asking this morning, do we have the right coach? He's created a relentless, tough, formidable Knicks culture. Can we get to the next level? Again, Doc Rivers got rid of the Ben Simmons thing. Embiid, Harden, Maxie, Harris seemed to get along. Dwayne Casey in Toronto was this. Kind of cleaned up the culture. Then they brought in Nick Nurse to get a title. Like, they're just different styles of coaches. And so, some guys are heavy into culture. By the way, I'm not saying Kerr and Spolster aren't good at that. Uh, I'm not saying Darvin Ham's not good at that. But you can watch Darvin Ham tweak. I mean, literally tweak half to half, quarter to quarter. You could watch Spolstra, Steve Kerr do it. And I, I can still like Doc Rivers. I really do like him. But he feels a little bit like Tibbs. Like, you got a culture guy, can clean it up. But has he leaned too far into culture, not enough into pivoting in-game adjustments? I don't know. There's an argument to be made. Clearly this morning, J-Max already got him fired and working at a TV network. So you're ready to let him go. I, listen, Daryl Morey's got a lot of decisions in Philadelphia. There's a lot happening there. And I, I, again, I don't know that you can totally blame Embiid for everything that happened there. I just, as they're constructed, Colin, do you think this team is ever going to get by Boston? No. Get by a Giannis-led no. team? Uh, Miami's heat culture, the Knicks, the Listen, Cavs. Like there, it's, there's a lot, though, I like about Philadelphia. I said this. Everybody kept telling me, oh, you got to trust it. And I'm like, I can love watching you and not trust you. It's date, not marriage. It's a great relationship. Don't trust it long term. That's Philadelphia. I think they're a blast to watch. The egos, the alpha, the big shots. But when I watch them, it's time to move off Harden. Stop telling me he's going to be dependable. Like, he's a role yeah. player with fashion. Do you have his numbers uh, in front of you for what he did in the four losses? No, no. 21% shooting in four yeah. losses. But he did win two games for you straight up. Embiid didn't win one game in that series for them. Harden had over 40 points and the game-winning three in two I know, games. I know, But that's what role players do. They're great every third game. I need guys. Maxie's going to give you the same effort four to five games. Is he going to do that without Harden? I think so. Gonna step up. Think, think. <laughs> Austin Reeves or Maxi? Well, I still think the Celtics can win. <laughs> this is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 